You're listening to the LifeWay Kids Podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, we want to let you know about our exciting new event that's coming this October. We're taking everything that you know and love about KMC, our kids' ministry conference, and we're expanding it to become Etch Family Ministry Conference. Etch stands for Equipping the Church and Home. We're planning a wide range of breakout sessions for you and your team members, featuring age-specific training for preschool, kids, preteen, and students, as well as combined sessions that are designed to help you get your whole team on the same page. It's going to be a great event, and we'd love for you and your whole team to be there. We're also lining up some incredible Nashville music to help you experience the sounds of our hometown right here in Nashville. Act fast as rates will increase on August 31st. Visit etchconference.com to get more details. That's E-T-C-H conference.com. Now, here's today's episode. Hey, everyone. Uh, My name is Jeffrey Reed. I'm with the LifeWay Kids team here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Welcome to our podcast. We're so glad you're listening. Uh, This is a special podcast. In fact, you might notice it right off the bat. It sounds a little different than the others. We're uh, live on location at our kids' ministry conference uh, here in Nashville. So there are people in the huge hall here and hundreds of kids' ministry leaders from across the country. So on that note, we have a very special guest with us today that came in to communicate to all of our leaders here. And I want to welcome Sherry Surratt, all the way from Denver, Colorado. Yeah, thank you very much, Jeffrey. So glad to be here today. What a great conference. I love uh, watching all the children's ministry leaders and volunteers just roam in the halls, soaking up all the knowledge, connecting with each other. It's so much fun. Well, listen, you're a blessing. I'm glad you're here. There are some that that may not uh, be familiar with the organization, so just uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. I know you're the CEO and president of MOPS International. Um, and you've even said that when you say that to people, they ask you, so you make MOPS, and MOPS stands for Mothers of Preschoolers. And I know this because as a pastor, we've had MOPS in our church before. Uh, tell us a little bit about the organization. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, MOPS indeed stands for Mothers of Preschoolers International. We partner with churches to help them host the best possible group for moms. And we publish curriculum. We publish a magazine that goes directly to the mom as well. We have about 96,000 registered moms within the United States who are part of MOPS groups. But we're also in 33 different countries around the world. And we have about 20,000 moms who are part of those global MOPS groups. And uh, we're fascinated with the young family. And we research them. We help churches have information about how best to reach the young families in their neighborhood. Our demographic is young family from the moment their first baby is born all the way to when that last baby enters kindergarten. And uh, we love moms and dads and young families. So you love them to that moment when they they put the kid on the bus for the first time or they let go of that little hand and they walk into a classroom for the first time, many of them. And Well, listen, I want to dive in because, um, you know, this podcast is listened to by church leaders, but in particular children's ministry leaders who do ministry. And we often get caught up in what we do in our church. And I want you to bring some perspective to this, really the perspective of not just the moms that go to our churches, but the moms that we want to go to our churches. And so I've got a few questions that you, and I know you guys have done some research. Help us unpack these. And the first one is really simple. What is it that preschool parents worry about? Oh, they really do have a lot of fears. 
you know, we asked this question and uh, moms told us that, number one, they worry about themselves. They worry about being enough as a mom. And uh, that kind of breaks down into not just uh, the skills, but also the emotional resilience, the uh, finances to be able to provide for their child. They worry about not being enough and they kind of take on the responsibility as a mom and a dad for their child. And so they're worried that they're not gonna do everything perfectly, that somehow they're gonna mess up their child. And really through our conversations, we kind of help mom and dad realize, don't do it alone. Parenting is too hard. You need uh, to reach out for help. The church is there to help you. Uh, Mops is here to help you. There's lots of help available. Don't try to go that road alone. You know, uh, in addition to moms worrying about uh, not being enough and dads worry about that as well, um, they worried about some other things too. They worried about the safety of their child. Would their child get in an accident? How could they prevent that? They also worried that their child might be abducted by a stranger, taken by a stranger. And you know, one of the things that we talk to our parents about is um, there are things that you can do to make your child keep them as safe as possible, but after that, you really kind of have to let it go. And your worries and fears can get out of control, which isn't helpful for anyone. There are aspects of life everywhere that we cannot control. And so we talk to moms a lot about, um, are you focusing on the things that you can do? And after that, letting it go and just resting in the fact that God loves your child even more than you do. Okay. Now you just said something that, 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 what you described is transcendent of a mother of a preschooler, whether they follow Jesus or not. Absolutely. But we know because of the hope in Christ, that's ultimately where we want them to go. So we want them in the doors of churches, but we know in our culture, even in the United States, that there are a lot of moms, they don't go to church. What do you guys, what have you learned about what moms think of churches and how they think the churches think of them that may prohibit them from even walking in the doors? What have you guys learned in your research? Yeah, we've asked a lot of questions along those lines about why do you go to church? Why don't you go? What do you want your pastor to know if you do attend church? And moms have told us they really want to be there. They think church is important, but their schedules get in the way. Our young families today are very child-centric. There are, even before a child is in school, there are a lot of activities that take over the weekend. Birthday parties, um, sports activities, soccer leagues for three and four-year-olds. And uh, moms will tell us they're the ones who are in charge of the weekend schedule for the family. Dads kind of come along and trust that their wives are keeping up with all those details and that usually the child's activities come first in the family, which uh, it's a little bit sad to think about, but I think that's something in America that we're really not going to change. I think as a church we need to ride that wave instead of trying to stop the wave. I think, you know, uh, parents will tell us, I can't come to church at 11 o'clock because that's when my two-year-old takes their nap. And so I really think churches need to think about offering alternative service times on the weekend that parents of young children can come to. Um, Young families will tell us sometimes Sunday evening around 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock is a good time for them to come to church because that's, um, you know, maybe before dinner or after dinner, doesn't interfere with the nap time, um, kind of is at the end of their weekend where they've already taken care of some of the other things. And so I really encourage churches and pastors to really think about 
the young families in your community when you're uh, constructing your service times. And, you know, I think it can be very intimidating to come to a church if you are a family with young kiddos who are screaming as they're walking in the door. Moms have said, you know, I walk in with all these diaper bags and things. I feel like a big bag lady, you know, walking in. It took me, you know, 10 minutes to park the car and walk all the way with the kids and all the bags. And so just thinking about easy ways that you can make it easy for young families to come to your church. I want to role play a little bit. And Mm -hmm. because generally when people are talking to each other and they're trying to get to know each other, they won't say what they feel. So I'm going to pretend I'm the church leader. Yeah. I would like to say church lady, but I'm the church leader (laughs) and you're the preschool mom. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking... Here are service times. Uh, we published. Here are our service times. You should want to fit into our system. What, so that's. I know that a church leader wouldn't say that, but most of them, it's convenient. They're going to do it's easy and convenient. What is the preschooler mom saying in response to that in her heart? Yeah, and you know, I, I think you're right. No pastor wants to say, you know, here's our service times. Now deal with it. You know, that's not what he means at all. But when you only have one service time. Um, that's kind of the message that you're sending. Here's the one and only time you can come to church with us on the weekend. And here's what the mom will say. She'll say, I want to be there. It's really important for us to be there as a family, but um, here are the things that uh, I have to pay attention to in my family. I have to pay attention to the kids' obligations, their nap times, how it fits into our family schedule. And so at that time in her life, those things are going to rule her and how her family um, behaves and conducts themselves on a weekend. And it just helps a pastor to be able to kind of get in touch with that. You know what I encourage pastors to do is to uh, go to places where young families hang out, like Chick-fil-A, and uh, just kind of watch them and get to know some of them and ask them questions about church and sit how on the they wall next to the playground right the, yeah, the play area there's exactly. that big windowed wall there and most of those yeah. exactly and you know we study chick-fil-a uh as an organization because chick-fil-a has it dialed in when it comes to young families they are very intentional with the things that they do because they know what young moms want and you go into chick-fil-a and you see it young moms with their kiddos and um, I think as churches, organizations that deal with young families, we can learn a lot from watching them. Well, listen, um, there are hundreds, uh, there are millions of, uh, of moms that are unchurched, uh, that need churches. Give me, okay, I'm a pastor, I'm like, I just know we haven't been doing a good job. I'm saying this in my heart. I want to reach moms. I want to reach moms or preschoolers. Give me some practical things I can do. One popped into my head because you mentioned parking. Mm-hmm. When I go to a church and I see the first, I know that you got to, by law, have the handicapped spaces, but when right next to them I see reserved for preschool parking, I know that church, or at least I feel that that church has a heart for preschoolers. What are some other things that churches can do to, to make them feel welcome? You already mentioned possible flex on service times. What are yeah. some other things they can do? You know, I was talking to a church the other day. I thought this was such a great idea. They kind of took the uh, concierge idea that Chick-fil-A has. They really took it to heart. Chick-fil-A knows that a mom, it's really hard for her to get all the kids out of the car and into the restaurant and then order the food and then wait for the food. So they allow a mom to drive through, order the food, go park her car, and then by the time she gets herself and her kids inside, the food is waiting there for her, mom concierge. And, you know, churches, some churches have watched that and really learned from that. There's a church that I talked to the other day that has a drop-off area for preschool kiddos. 
for preschool families, excuse me. And it's not just a special parking area, but it's a drive-through area where uh, mm-hmm. a single mom can drive up, hand her keys over to someone at the church. That person goes and parks her car for her while she gets the kiddos into the church. And then at the end of service, she just uh, gives them her little tag and they bring her car to her, just like valet parking that would work. That is a great Isn't idea. Isn't that a great idea? That's a great idea. And they can't do that for everyone in the church, obviously, but they pinpoint... Uh, parents of babies and preschoolers because they know it's hard for them to get there. By the time they drive into your church, mom is already exhausted because she's had to get clothes on everyone and get everyone out the door and somebody's and dads crying. Are slack. Yeah. If there is a dad there at all, they're usually <laughs> And dads are big help too, but here's the deal. You don't have tops, do you? Dads um, are no, we don't. And we have a lot of people who talk to us about that. And uh, dads are so critically important in the family. And many times a dad will drive up and drop off the mom and kiddos to go into church. And then he goes and parks the car, which is a great thing for a daddy to do. But when he does that, then it leaves mom by herself to handle the diaper bags and the kids and get everybody in. And if they have more than one, she has to go to more than one place for children's ministry. If dad is able to walk in with her while somebody else parks the car... That's huge. Yeah, and help with the check-in and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. There's other things that popped into my head, like uh, it, it, even small churches, it, it, having a feeding room, a cry room, mm-hmm. things like that that are going to make that mom feel welcome in their church. I think sometimes the church gets moving, especially fast-growing churches, they get moving so quickly, uh, and they and they want to make sure everything is covered there. They forget that what is probably one of the greatest populations of unreached people in our, yeah. in our country and, the, and all around the world, for that matter. Well, in closing, just give a compelling word um, to church leaders. Why is it critical that we minister to those moms? What is the What are the benefits in a generation of doing that? Here's the part that I love about our strategy, and MOPS really is a strategy. Um, we focus on that time of life for a mom when... She is most isolated because she's probably spending more time at home with a baby or a preschooler than she will in any other time in her life. She's looking for friendships, and so we capitalize off of that. Mops International comes alongside a church providing everything a church would need to provide that group so a mom can make friends, so she can learn names of women that already attend your church. Um, And the stats tell us that when a mom learns three names of women inside your church, the chances of her going to your church and bringing her family go up by 70%. So that's a strong case for starting with friendship. And I personally believe that the open door to a young family is really through a mom. The dad is critically important. He's what I call the back door because he's uh, very valuable in deciding whether or not the family will continue to go to that church. But moms want friendships. They want help. They want connection. And they're very influential in what their family does on the weekend. So if you can reach the mom, you've probably reached the family. Yeah. And there are thousands of churches. How many churches actually host? We've been talking about children's ministry and preschool ministry, and Mm -hmm. certainly that we talked about Sunday morning stuff, but but MOPS uh, meets in churches during the week. How many churches host a MOPS group? Yeah, in the United States, we have about 4,300 churches that host MOPS groups and uh, representing about 96,000 moms. And uh, we're growing every day. It's really easy to do. If you're a church listening and you're thinking, oh, but could we host a MOPS group? Absolutely you can. You really only need one young mom, and she'll gather her friends. Uh, We provide all the leadership training, the curriculum, everything that you would need. 
the great part about it as a pastor is you don't have to do anything <laughs> because MOPS is for young moms run by young moms and we give them everything they need. And it might be the only time those folks have ever been to church and many of them Absolutely. are coming back from their little summer coming for the first time. So I need a, I need a pastor and kid ministry leaders to hear this. Very often the women that come to MOPS at a church they start calling that their church, and then it's very likely that they make that their church on a rhythmic basis, Sunday Sunday mornings, even bringing their families in. So yeah. it's beneficial. So someone can go to mops.org and find mm-hmm. out information about that. If you guys want to follow a Sherry on Twitter, uh, her handle is at Sherry Surratt, and that's S-H-E-R-R-Y-S-U-R-R-A-T-T. And uh, we invite you guys to follow her and uh, follow Mops, of course, and see what they're doing in the lives of those moms. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you, Jeffrey. It was a privilege. Awesome. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Lifeway Kids podcast. Uh, we're grateful for you. We want to encourage you in kids' ministry. Uh, we are praying that God will use you in ways bigger than you can imagine to reach more kids and families than you ever thought possible with the hope of Jesus Christ. Uh, be strong and courageous. Thank you for listening to the Lifeway Kids podcast. Don't forget to visit etchconference.com to learn more about our exciting new family ministry conference that's happening here in Nashville, October 3rd through 5th. The rates will go up on August 31st, so be sure to register as quickly as possible to lock in the lowest rate. Once again, information is available at etchconference.com, E-T-C-H conference.com. We look forward to seeing you here in Nashville for Etch.